could be this could be a good one or it could be a really bad one. Yeah. I'm at this point I'm not sure. We're gonna sink or swim as a team. All right. All right perfect. We can we either live as individuals or win. Is what is it? Every give any given Sunday. We can die as individuals or we can we can live as a team. What I think you're trying to say is neither you or I know how to swim. So we hope you're a very yeah, very powerful, very swimmer, competent, Max Winter. I think it's tough to save two people at the same time. Is it possible? Uh, look, Maybe I'm a doggy you... paddler. I don't think that's saving anyone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome, welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. Going to be talking soccer, going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is brought to you today by Simon and Sons Tile Jamboree. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram at Footy Fellas Pod. On Instagram, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. Final day, we just finished watching some of that last second action. Who makes Champions League? Who falls out of the Premier League? Pretty exciting stuff, or was it? What do you guys think? A little bit of everything. As a United fan, I think it was um, it was a successful day uh, for our ascent into the Champions League and uh, the proper step we needed to go to the next the next level. Um, that's all I really cared about. There were other games; didn't really matter. Um, United United made their made their proper strides. Yeah, as a Liverpool fan uh, and playing some fantasy soccer, disappointing to see them let up a first-minute goal. Thought they'd get the shutout today. So, tad disappointing there. They got the win. Didn't really matter. They already had secured the, secured the bag, as one might say, by winning the Premier League. Um, games, though, overall, I think a bit lackluster. I think, I think it, it went the way I had anticipated. Which was? Man, you winning Leicester <laughs> City, not making it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about this in our next in our EPL breakdown. Ooh, EPL breakdown. We got an EPL breakdown today. That's right. Pretty excited to do a little bit of that. We've also been watching some other soccer. Challenge Cup finals on right now in the background, which should give you a hint at when we're recording. And Chicago, although they've been pressing forward all game, has yet to put one in the back of the net and is down one nil. So we'll see what happens if they can make. Make some late game heroics happen. We'll probably just do some shrieking. We'll just shriek if anything happens. Keep one eye on this, one eye on the pod. One eye on each other. One eye on each other. Six eyes here. It's a lot of eyes. I was thinking of a couple of other life events that reminded me of Premier League final day because I know all of us were trying to set up multiple streams today. You got one game on the TV, one game on a computer, another game on your phone, another game on your tablet. Another game on your iTouch. iTouch. Another game on your projector, your screen share, your Google Cloud, yep. your Google Maps. Microwave. Your microwave. Yep. There's a lot of games going on. Yep. And I was trying to think of other life events that feel similar to the Premier League final day okay. in that way. So I'll throw one out there. Okay. Then I'm looking for one in return, at yep. least, if yep. not more. No, we've got you. The event I'm going to throw out there is cooking a big meal. Okay. You're cooking a big meal. Walk me through this one. Yep. You're I'm cooking here. a big meal. Yep. You got the wok. Maybe there's a lot of veggies in there. Okay. Right? So you got one eye on the wok. Okay. 
you got another eye on the pot because maybe you're steaming some rice. You got another eye on the pan because maybe there's some more veggies in there or there's some noodles. Then you got tofu in the oven. Then you're making naan in the microwave. I think I think people are going to stop you on the tofu in the oven part. I think people <laughs> might have some questions there. It kind of feels like the EPL final day, final. Uh, you're just day chefing up. You're on. chefing up a lot. Yeah, it's just a cook in the kitchen. You just got you putting pots on the pan on the back burner. You're using the simmer. You probably simmer function in the back. That's that's like your. Let's. I mean, let's get the metaphor rolling here. Yeah. On the, on the front burner, you've got United and Leicester. You've got the Ashton Villa, um, and the Walk. You probably got the Villa and West Ham game. On the back burner, you probably have City. You have City in Norwich, but you're watching. You're watching De Bruyne because he's on your fantasy team. Yep. So you're watching him a and little bit. And he's boiling. There. Like if he's in the pot, right. he's simmering. That's a good Bo- point. Simmering and then boiling out right. of nowhere. Right. So you might, might take it off the stove every once in a while. You might yeah. take it off. But at the same time, you're still stirring. You're stirring pretty madly in the front in the front pots because you're you're tr- you're pretty in- interested until after you've cooked about maybe 73 minutes worth of the United game and they score PK. Maybe you take it off the walk. Maybe no longer it's important because you know the mountain that Leicester needs to climb is a little high. Oh, by the way, the it's Liverpool burned. the Liverpool seventy three minutes in it's burned. Liverpool it's game is crisp. is in a is in a Tupperware in your fridge and you you put it in the microwave because it's a quick that's a quick heat up. You don't need much in that one. That's a quick heat up. I mean, maybe you had Trent on your team and so you're, you were just making sure he got in the game, but you weren't actually you didn't want him in the game. So you know that's how your microwave action's looking. I think it's a very fair comparison. You got either Chef Ole or Chef Lampard mm-hmm. doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. One's passing them to the other, cleaning them, putting it in the dishwasher. Yeah, there's something with Ole at the wheel here, isn't there? Ole, Ole's, um, he's wa- he's washing the dishes like a wheel. He's turning it like a wheel. You got the wheel situation going on. I'm trying to think of another. Anyways, that's one event. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> like the Premier League final day. Any, I was, anything I was, else? I was thinking like babysitting. Like if you if you were babysitting, you have yep. a ton of kids, and you're kind of you have to you have to watch all of them. Um, that might be comparable. You've got the, you've got the younger kids who are, you know, hectic flying around. You need to make sure they don't break anything, but you've also literally got like a baby. Maybe you need to cradle that one every once in a while, make sure it's not crying. Compare it to, uh, maybe a high school graduation, graduation party. You got your eyes on the guests coming in. You're also simultaneously talking to someone, uh, saying thank you for all the congratulations. You're keeping an eye on the, on the growing pile of gifts on the table. Keeping an eye on the cake that's slowly getting eaten. Keeping an eye on your favorite meal getting devoured by everyone, but you have to talk to every guest that comes through the through the door. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on today. There's a lot going on in a, in a graduation party. Very similar. They both sound kind of the end of the graduation party skewed towards how you described today, I see, which is somewhat unsatisfying as you're sitting there talking to relatives or, or familial uh, guests, other friends, and the cake's just getting eaten before your eyes and the gifts are just getting opened for yes. you. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. You're sitting there, you're a little bored. You want to open the gifts. It, you know what? Honestly, it's almost like the gifts. It's more like the gifts that, that have arrived. It's more like opening the gifts for your graduation. You're opening them and they're all things like, Here's a here's a lanyard to hold your keys when you go to college. Here's you know um, here's a water bottle with the college that you're not going to you know logo on it. Here's a hard hat from your silly uncle Jim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ga- right, that's a pretty gift. good that's a pretty good gift though. Yeah, I mean it, it's neon. I mean you're rocking that all for a semester. Um, it 
Jim, Uncle Jim's hard hat and a lanyard in the was strutting into your freshman dorm in college. Is that some of game week 38? <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode name. Uncle Jim's hard hat and a lanyard. Done. Episode game week 38. Done. Colon game week 38. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, altogether a, l- a little disappointing, but. Um, exciting. We, we were given the opportunity that we had some games that actually mattered. And I think everything will relatively feel less exciting when you just had that end of the season for the championship um, happening. And um, all of the, all of the, you know, ups and downs that we've seen in the past few weeks and changes in the table. Um, so for there not to be anything too drastic on the last day, it just doesn't scratch the itch that we were, we were expecting yeah. or have felt for the past couple of days weeks months see now it sounds more like a bakery because Mm -hmm. there's some excitement there's loaves of bread being created out of thin air okay for the most part okay i'm I'm staying with you there's some scones right some delightful but small games on the sides yep there are people coming in and out viewers of what's going on behind the counter maybe they order a bagel maybe they order a order a croissant Mm. had to do that continue (laughs) it's probably being said at the bakery you know it's an exciting event but for the people working behind the behind the counter that are making bread every day it's the norm Mm. so it's not champions league it's not premier league final day for them Mm. it's game week 27 Mm -hmm. it's game week 12 so are you calling game week four are you calling the wolves chelsea game ciabatta like what you mean it takes place on Friday night? <laughs> I'm uh, oh, Shab- Shabata? Is that Shabata? Where is that where you're going with? <laughs> wow. What a connection. No, they would have been called matzah then. Yeah. That game was kind of matzah. It was a little dry. It was a little dry, baby. <laughs> baby. That was, that was good. I think IC should just tell us what actually went down, both in the EPL and around the world of sports and otherwise, in last week today. Yeah, sure. We'll keep it quick. Um, as, as you mentioned earlier, Eli Challenge Cup Championship is on right now. Houston's leading 1-0 at the moment. Last time I looked, uh, the TV on in the background. So that, that'll be an exciting game. It's looking like a good point. Like you said, uh, Chicago's pushing up, pushing high. So they're looking like they might get a breakthrough here soon. So that's an exciting one. Uh, MLS's back tournament just started the round of 16. Two teams have already advanced. Uh, to the next round of eight, Philadelphia and Orlando. I was watching a lot of the Orlando game yesterday. Not not too much exciting goal-scoring opportunities going on. I, I checked the, the highlights just now, and the, the actual goal by Orlando was a kind of a fluke error at the back, defensive error by, uh, who are they playing? Montreal. Gave them an easy, easy tap-in. So, unfortunate for Montreal, Orlando capitalized. They get the W. Philadelphia also had a 1-0 win over New England, and the finish was quite nice in that one, so it uh, seemed to be deserved, uh, even though I heard New England had more of the possession. So I'm excited. You know, I've got, I've got a stake in this in this tournament still, MNUFC. They've got Columbus Crew on Tuesday. Should be a, a tough game for sure, as the crew are, are pretty, are, are fa- you know, maybe not favorites, but they, uh, I think they have a, a good shot at, at going far in the tournament so it'll be good it'll be fun um definitely definitely gonna tune in for that one 
And uh, as, as you all know already, EPL Game Week 38, final game of the season, uh, happened today, this morning, for every single team. So the Premier League is now over. Season ended. Uh, the ups and downs we will get into in our next segment. But, you know, overall, I think that what they, what I reread some stat. Yeah, the Premier League lasted some almost 300 days uh, this year and just, just a very long extended season. Um, I, bet, I bet it feels a little bittersweet for it to be officially over uh, for everyone involved, managers and, and players. But but Jones, you sent me that the little link saying that the Premier League is going to start up in September. So we got a quick turnaround. Looks like we got Champions League in August and then back at it with the Premier League. So should be fun. I'm, I mean, it's soccer central right now and I'm loving it. Soccer central describes it pretty well. And, I, and I'm glad you spoke to the emotions piece in addition to the, the comprehensive recap, but it probably is a very long, felt like a very long season because it actually was. And because of everything else going on in the world for a lot of the players and managers, I'm sure have taken an emotional toll this year. Yeah. It's, um, uh, I think it was technically 352 days since, wow. um, they kicked off uh, Liverpool versus uh, Norwich at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, I'm uh, I'm a little worried about this shortened off season and what that's going to do to transfers. As um, it, it it leaves little time for teams like you know Leeds or um, uh, West Brom who are coming into the Prem and that third team soon to be named. You know, securing any new names or signees is going to be tough if you're not already. Um, in those negotiations or have been as they're not really quickly done. Um, so, you know, prem teams at the top who have the money to spend your Chelsea's and United's and cities and Liverpool's of the world, all, all theoretically knew they have money if they were going to spend and can do it. But, you know, the biggest piece coming into the prem is you, you need to have some reinforcements. Um, you look at Ashton Villa, it, it actually worked for them. Um, Sheffield stuck to their game plan at work, so maybe not so much, but you're going to need some players to make your team a little bit better. Potentially. We'll see. Let's head to our sponsor break. As always, want to thank our sponsors, and they give us a little more flexibility with this ad, so excited to uh, give them the opportunity they deserve, and we'll be back afterwards talking more specifically EPL final day, winners, losers, a lot more. Be right back. Here at Simon and Sons Tile Jamboree, Simon and his sons, that's us, offer you a wide variety of tiles that are amenable to any situation. Need a new tile for your graduation? That's us. Need some new tiles for that renovated bathroom? Come to us. We got all kinds of tiles. We've got linoleum. Hardwood. Aluminum. Glass. Wood. And tile. (laughs) Brick. (laughs) Darker brick. Cement. Asphalt. But that's not all. Coming soon, we're going to have... Deli meat. Flavored tiles. Boy, we cannot wait. And did we mention it's a jamboree? Let's explain. 
You've probably enjoyed most other jamborees you've gone to, huh? But you've never been to one quite like the one we throw. Don't forget to bring a smock. And a towel. And two bathing suits. Simon and Sons will even join you if you pay a little extra. This all started from a quite difficult incident that happened to our family. Our poor dear mother ran out of mayonnaise one day. Because she ran out of her go-to adhesive for tiling. We thought, what if we started to use mustard in our tiles? Total game changer. Never use ketchup. But relish might also not be the way to go. Are you thinking about using some chopped up onions? Definitely not. Here at Simon and Sons, Tile and Jamboree, Warehouse and Emporium, we've got deli meats and tiles and anything you could use to tile up your place. When, when should you be contacting us? That's a great question. Call 555 Sun Smith <laughs> Sun Tile. Not S U N S O N. Sun Tile. Simon and Sons Tile Emporium Warehouse and Emporium Store. On the corner of East 31st Street and South New Brunswick Boulevard off the 304 interstate. Don't go past the exchange. Bring a toll to pay for your toll booth. Stay below the speed limit. You can't park for longer than 30 minutes or you might be towed. Big thanks to Simon and Sons Tile Emporium Warehouse Jamboree Deli Meats and Tiles Galore. Whew. You'd be surprised how much they paid us, given the quality of that ad. It was strictly tiles, I think. Well, I see. I see who's been keeping the books. Yeah. How, how much did they pay us again for this? That was five figures. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Nuts. But they didn't pay us in dollars. No, they paid us in uh, deli meats. They gave us 25,000 slices of deli meat. What are we going to do with that much deli meat? We got to flip it. We got to flip it for tiles and then tiles go for extra. Wow. Yeah, that was a, this was a good one. Thanks, Eli, for booking this, booking this company. The funny part is I said, are you sure you want us to just speak to what we know about, uh, about Simon and Sons tile jamboree? Cause it's really not that much. Right. We're go- a lot of it's going to be off the cuff. Right. Right. And in that said, I feel like we are pretty true to the business and the business model. I mean, the history of the, of the business. Uh, I think I think we did them just. I think they are going to be very proud of their yeah. investment. I hope their mom hope. is doing better. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow, that, that was a good point. Who I think Eli, you brought that up. Yeah, I think I it was it must have been a local news article or something. I'd seen that that tough story, but they've obviously persevered as a company and. Out of their many offerings, more than other tile companies, mm-hmm. you'd think they should be kind of setting them apart from from the competition. Right. I'd go there if I'm going to get tile or a lunch sandwich. Or both. Yeah, just combine the two. 
you never look. You never want to go. You never want to go to a grocery store hungry or Simon and Sons tile jam- jamboree. You know, you might buy a little too much. Thank you, Simon and Sons. We appreciate all of you. His three sons and Simon. What What are their names again? The sons. I think the first son's name is. Second, second son is named Min. Last one is weird. They daughter just called him Bun. named yeah, her daughter. Very weird. Young Min daughter. Let's get into the main topic. Let's talk about that EPL final day that we just witnessed, that we just watched, that we just processed, and now want to share our thoughts with you. Start off with my take for the the best team performance of the day. Uh, I thought that I thought there were two teams that did that did quite well given their circumstances, and they had to perform. Um, and I'd love to get your your opinions as well as I, as I mentioned these two teams. I thought the first one was Bournemouth. Now, yes, they ended up getting relegated, but they had to come out. They had to come out swinging against Everton, a mid tier table. You know, Everton's a pretty known club, bigger club. They had to come out. They had to get a big. They had to get a big win. They had to win by uh, probably a, you know a couple of goals because uh, a goal differential uh, they were fighting with between Villa and uh, who else was that? Watford, yeah. So I thought Bournemouth came out. You know, they ended up winning three to one. They actually scored some pretty nice goals. Um, they, you know, they did their job. Uh, Villa got the tie, so it secured them the Premier League uh, safety. But Bournemouth did everything right. Unfortunately, it came too late. Right, last game of the season. You don't want you de- you know the manager's worst nightmare, leaving it up till the last day, last game. But of today, for game week thirty eight, they did very well. And they, they did what they had to do. Uh, the second team I thought that did that did really well. Unfortunately, the game didn't turn out as competitive as I wanted it to be, but it's because I think this team did such a great job in executing their strategy for the game, and it was Chelsea. Chelsea came out, and I noticed I, I'd never seen them uh, press this hard and be so aggressive uh, to another team this season, honestly. Uh, they pressed the Wolves Every time they got the ball, swarmed them. They had these one, two, three guys around them at all, at all times. They didn't give them any space. It was it was really a, a game where you had one to two touch maximum all over the field because you were getting swarmed. And the Wolves couldn't even cope. They could not cope with it. They were The passes were bad. They ended up booting it long a lot. Um, Chelsea was far superior in the air. So the long balls were just won every time by the Chelsea defenders. And, and Chelsea was just faster to the second ball. Chelsea executed. They got the 2-0 win, secured the Champions League spot. They did everything they had to do. It, it, was, a, it was a good performance by them. Disappointing by the Wolves. Wish the game were had more goals. I was hoping for 2-2. Uh, but the 2-0 win. Big, big game. Good win for Chelsea. Um, I think if we're talking team performances, it's a big, big shout out to Ashton Villa. Um, they, they, that was a whole team battle to ensure that they, um, didn't give up more goals than they had created. Um, so, so leaving with a tie allowed them to survive and, and make it into next year's, um, Prem League play. Um, otherwise not a lot of other great team performances. I guess you have to give it to Man City probably too. Um, um, otherwise, uh, you know, altogether just, a, a solid, solid performance by, by Man City, but, but also probably pretty expected when they're playing Norwich. So 5-0 finish. When it comes to fantasy, 
you always question mark when you pick up a city player because is Pep actually going to play that person? Who knows? So they're always a frustrating fantasy team, but you knew they were going to dominate today. On the flip side, who were some of your biggest losers in terms of team performance, team results on the final day? Um, uh, you got to you got to feel for um, probably Watford. Um, Leicester is also up in there. Um, you know, as much as there were teams that just didn't perform today, I think it's kind of the just the last last couple days or last couple games, excuse me, that that the team floundered a little bit and and. You know what? Yes, I could say Leicester. Obviously, they had some major injuries and they fell down. And and maybe you'd even say Watford for managing to kind of lose their grip. But uh, you know what? Someone's got someone's got to punch up a little bit. So I'm going to throw some punches at Liverpool, managing to not break their the records that were set pretty easily in front of them. They just they had a couple wins. They just needed to knock out. And they uh, um, yes, they they beat Newcastle on the last day, but their uh, their end their end performance not not just sweeping and winning it out was a little tough um so uh, you know higher expectations for that team really 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 poor execution at the end uh i think big question marks going into 2021 season for that liverpool squad (laughs) all right we'll let that one slide uh biggest losers for sure of the day and of the really of the season Leicester city biggest drop off i think they they you know really begs the question what were they doing during the quarantine break. They came back from break and were horrible. I'm not even sure what the stats were for their last eight, seven, however many games they had. Terrible. They go from third. They were in the top three or four since, what, January. Some There was some stat, maybe even earlier than that. They were crushing it this season. They just botched everything. They fall out of Champions League. Terrible end to the season. I think they have a ton of question marks going forward. That really horrible end. One silver lining, Vardy wins the golden boot. Good for him. He'll be the oldest golden boot winner. Uh, so, you know, good good on the individual level. Really terrible for the team. I thought Tottenham as well. Disappointing one-to-one tie. Sure, Wolves lost, so they got the Europa League spot in sixth. Uh, but Tottenham, disappointing year, disappointing finish. Really thought they could get that W against Crystal Palace. Um, I thought those were my two... Two biggest losers of the day. I think Tottenham definitely fits the bill for luckiest team perhaps of the day because they they, they put themselves in the position performing pretty well since the since the restart to move up in the standings at least, even though they struggled earlier in the year. And then, like you said, I see Wolves not getting any points out of today meant that Tottenham snuck into that last Europa League spot in sixth. So I think they win my, my luckiest team award for this yeah. final day. For moving into individual performances, best individual performances on the day or worst, I would I would like to throw James Justin in the ring on Leicester, who even though Leicester struggled, very disappointing end of the year, falling out of the top four, disappointing performance today, man, you just look decisively the better team. But James Justin, Leicester's right back, who commentators were were reminding us was a Division three, so a League One player for Luton Town last season, and. Not only did he look like he belonged in the Premier League, but he was making some huge tackles, tracking back, defensively playing very well, and then also getting up the wing to deliver some some decent crosses, but seems to be a standout for future Leicester teams if they're not picking up any big names. I think they have a player at right back in James Justin who can be their right back for future seasons and will make a difference defensively. 
and it depends what they do with with you know with Ricardo, Ricardo Pereira if he you know that they sell him off. It feels like Leicester's model is to sell. So if there was one player from the Leicester team, I would love to take. Um, just generally, I feel like Ricardo Pereira is probably the most perf- you know performed and and kind of at a prime age. Madison's young and can go, but neither here nor there. Um, a bit, I have a special shout out for Dean Smith, the Ashton Villa coach. I thought his performance in his post game interview was great. When uh, when he was asked about Graylish's future on the team, he responded, "I expect him to get drunk with me tonight." So hey. that that <laughs> All right, Dean. That is a uh, coach in form uh, with a comment like that. Um, otherwise, uh, other 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 notable other notable shout outs. I mean, I look at my fantasy prem. I'm looking at uh, you know your your Obama Yangs and your KDBs of the world. You really showed up and showed out. Um, you know, statistically hyped, hyped on those. Yeah, I second that. Yeah, the the two goal performances from both Aubameyang and, and Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, that's that's productivity at its finest, especially in in the Premier League. So, two goals apiece, give it to him. And then if we're throwing out managers, I I really think Lampard gets uh he gets a, a gold star, blue ribbon, whatever you want to give him today. Really well executed performance against the Wolves and. Uh, yeah, he deserves a little shout out. Back to Aston Villa and Dean Smith's comment. Good for Grealish, homegrown boy, you know, face of the team. And he put in a goal. They only, they drew on one and just hung on to that last, this, the first spot out of the relegation zone. But putting in a goal today when it matters most, and he's obviously been there, one of their strongest players all season and most consistent, just always playing hard, wearing his socks very low putting his hair back with his hand and that's got to feel good for a homegrown player and a guy that's been around the team for so long to help them stay up on the final day those performances in the final day from individual players that's got to be some of the highlights of their careers i think does graylish leave ashton villa absolutely absolutely and, he's, he's and there's, and there's two and, there, and there's two there's two takes on this icy so I'm sorry sorry yeah, yeah. does he leave uh because he is actually just bought and pulled and that's fine. Um, slash should he leave? So those are the two there's, does he leave and should he leave? Um, yeah, good, good questions. I think he will leave. Let me just look up how old he is. I think he's pretty young. 25, maybe 25. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just about, he will be 25 when the next season starts. Um, so Look, I think he's proven himself to be a really great player. He, he's world-class. I think Aston Villa is just a bit too poor of a team for what he his quality. So I think, and, and he should. I, I think, you know, right, as much as I want a hometown player to, to stay, uh, you know, if he, if, he gets, if he secures the bag and it comes to money, gets a good contract with Villa, look, I'm all for him staying. I think it's more fun when, when hometown players stay at their – you know, at the, at the club, at the smaller clubs, for sure. Um, but if he's going to get a big old contract somewhere else, I say follow the money. Look, 25, you got to just get it. And then you'll get more exposure. Hopefully you can, he'll succeed on a, on a, on a better club if he gets taken there. So I'm, I do think he will leave. I don't think Aston Villa can offer him enough. What do you think, Jones, since you posed the question? I don't know. I, I was really hell bent on him uh, and, and Villa dropping, and, and then he definitely would have to leave. Um, um, I almost wonder, though, if he's kind of 
you know, another spin zone is he's, he's now officially done enough for the club. He's, he's paid his dues. He's helped the team stay afloat. Um, I think Ashton Villa fans would respect him enough now if he were to leave. It's not like he left after he let the team down and they dropped into the bottom and then he just jumped ship. You know, he did his job. He, he made sure that the team stayed up and, um, and theoretically, you know, buying, well, not theoretically, like practically buying, uh, Graylish now will still cost more money than it will if, if they had dropped into the championship. So, um, you know, Ashton Villa kind of wins a little bit more out of that scenario too. So I guess, I guess it's kind of a win, win, win. I don't know if it's really losing Graylish is tough for Villas, but villains, but I, I do think, um, it makes sense. Um, I, I don't know who necessarily goes for him in this COVID market. I guess it's supposed to be United, but, um, I think that's still a little bit up in the air. Curious to see what happens in the future with a mid-table team like Sheffield, who lost on the final day to Southampton 3-1, to and they lost their last three games. Not easy competition, but lost to Leicester, lost to Everton, and lost to Southampton on the final day here. They only sc- I'm just looking at the standings now. They only scored 39 goals this year. They had a zero-goal differential and only scored 39 goals more than four other teams in the whole table. And they ended up coming in ninth. So they did fine for themselves. And they were very much in the Europa League hunt for most of the season, either sitting in sixth or seventh and just dropping off these last few weeks as Arsenal and Tottenham and other teams push forward. But I'm curious to see if they can keep up that momentum because they definitely don't have any star names, which worked for them this year because they had a lot of players working hard, very strong defensively for the most part as a team. Only letting up 39 goals is nothing to... To, to sneeze at it's not the expression but still nothing that i would sneeze at especially during these times oh of course not that's death <laughs> wish right there so i'm curious to see with sheffield next year and mid to other mid-table teams like sheffield even southampton who beat them today what these performances in the final day whether they're indicative of their performance next year which yeah. is starting up pretty yeah soon. i'm glad you brought that up eli yeah sheffield united there was talk during the game week today that their manager can't think of the name right now. Will will win manager of the season, um, or he's in talks that he he might right just because it, it's crazy to think that they were uh, champions. They were in the what the champion? You you call it the Champions League? What is that? The 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 league, the tier lower championship. championship championship championship. Yeah, they coming from the championship and this being their first year in the in the Premier League. Really great season. Uh, like you said, maybe they they're not a very they're they're much more defensive minded. It definitely showed they actually only three other teams let in less goals than them, and it's Man U, Man City, Liverpool, top top teams. Those are the top three teams in the league. So they've got a good defense, but what they're doing defensively is working. Maybe they'll look to get some firepower in the transfer window or however that works. Uh, make some trades here and there, but. Look, I like them. I think they're a fun team. I like teams that press and they press hard. They press high. Yes, that opens you up for some, you know, quick, quick uh, counterattacks maybe from from the opposing team. But they're fun and they got ninth place. It was a great year for them. Unfortunately, you know, like you said, last their their final few games, uh, unfortunately. But overall, I think big, big stuff for the for the club. Um, great, great year. Honestly, finishing in the top half. I mean, you look at you look at a team like Southampton, who had they had they not given up nine goals in that thrashing against Leicester in, earlier in the season, they're they're at a zero goal differential as well. Um, 
and and you think if one game goes a little differently in in some respect, you know, it just shows you how tight that mid table kind of section is. If if you're looking at all of these games, you're saying you, you played 38 games and where do teams net out? Um, you know, I think Arsenal ending up in eighth, not, not too bad, not too bad. I feel like personally, and that's just as a United fan, as a status quo believer, I think the, the, the way the table stands one through 10 feels a little, feels a little fair. I think being in 12th for Everton and and 16th for West Ham is a little, is a little unsettling, uh, for the sums of money that they've spent. Um, and the way that they approach their seasons, you know, they're, they're looking to win games. They're not looking to just survive. And, um, if they don't trend differently next year, it could be a little dangerous. Um, but a special shout out to Newcastle for, for finishing where they finished. I think that was a team. A lot of people had dropping in the relegation zone. Um, so, you know, we can't, if we're looking at teams that did a little better and, and surpassed their, their expectations, I, I'm happy for Newcastle. The best goalkeeper or the keeper with the most shutouts. It was a tie coming into this final game. Uh, You had Ederson on Man City and Pope on Burnley. Uh, And, and, you know, anyone making predictions would have obviously known Man City was was not going to give up a goal against Norwich. Uh, They did not. Burnley, however, did drop two to uh, Brighton. So Ederson does win the Golden Glove Award. Uh, I, I really like Pope. Uh, I think he, he's actually showing himself to be quite a good keeper with a total of, I think, 15 clean sheets. And I think the uh, I think he's an English boy, so the you know the national team should definitely keep their eye out. Could be a future one to watch for the national team, for sure. And we'll have to do a more comprehensive both wrap-up and preview for next year's EPL season. Give me one adjective you'd use to describe the final day as we wrap up this this main topic for today. I think my I think mine would be enjoyable, but said like that. <laughs> so the tone is heavy on that one. Um, uh, I'm going to go with relieving. I think uh, United was a relief for me, um, and and also uh, I think I wanted Ashton Villa to stay up too. So personally, it was it was also relieving to see Villa make the make the climb. Um. Yeah, I would say uh, predictive, if that (laughs) works. Uh, Everything that I had thought would come to fruition did this last game. That's why the people are clamoring for Icy's picks. We need Icy's picks to start getting put out next year. (laughs) We can do it. I think many people will be disappointed if they start making bets or anything after. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy disclaimer next to the picks. Yeah, right. Let's do our last segment, our last uh, kind of game for today. We're gonna we're gonna move back towards Devil's Advocate, which is something we've done once before. It is what it says. I'm gonna throw each of you a statement, two statements in total. You have about 30 seconds. Keep it short, but a bit longer than our, our over under piece. And you have to play Devil's Advocate. Tell me why it's not true. Either rebut the claim itself, or provide another option that rebuts the claim. So, Winter, we're going to start with you. The claim that you have to play devil's advocate for is Monopoly is the most frustrating board game. There is no board game more frustrating than Monopoly. 
There is definitely a board game more frustrating than Monopoly, and it is Scrabble. If you are playing Scrabble with a quality opponent and you're eyeing that triple letter, triple word score, and your opponent reads your mind because you have horrible poker eyes, poker face, um, and they put just a dumb little word in that spot to block you purposely, that hurts. That's frustrating. That will make you never want to play Scrabble again. And that's why Monopoly is not the most frustrating game, board game out there. Jones. Hey. Taking public transportation is the best way to get around a city. No other mode of transportation is better than riding the L or taking the bus. That comes from a, a very narrow-minded perspective, clearly, because... Uh, you have never, ever had the pleasure of riding a unicycle. Unicycles are a forgotten pastime and an efficient way and means to uh, transfer your body uh, throughout a urban setting. Um, unicycles are efficient, fuel efficient. They, they require little to no gas. Um, they help burn calories if you're in a fitness mode. And yeah, uh, I shouldn't have to say it, but it looks sick as all get up when you're riding on a unicycle, balancing that thick body up on that tiny little bicycle uh, slash not bicycle. It's a unicycle because that's what it is. So I devil's advocate or just facts. You tell me. I respect your unicycle riding ability, but it takes up too much room in our living room to have both your unicycle or not both your unicycle your bicycle and your tricycle yeah. all sitting next to each other in yeah. our living room. Yeah. And that's all. It's just, it's well, we, we, I appreciate tires. I appreciate wheels. <laughs> Good year. If you're listening, we're open. We got an ad spot right here. I see your second devil's advocate point is mimosas are the best cold drink on a hot day. There's nothing I'd rather drink than a mimosa. Yeah, I think where that phrase, where, where it goes wrong is, you know, perhaps in the morning, that's a, that's a solid drink to have. Uh, mimosa, orange juice. It's a lovely combination of orange juice and champagne. Mwah, beautiful. A little chef's kiss for that one. But at the end of the day, in the evening, afternoon, absolutely not. I'm not looking for OJ in the, in, at the heat, in that heat in the evening, in the afternoon. No, I'm going for, look, I'm cracking a cold one. Pick your poison, all right? Whatever, whatever beer you want, whatever beer you like, that's what you got. That's what you're having in the heat. That's what you got to go with. Respect it. I like the time of day differentiation there. That might get you points at a official competition. Yeah, it's a technicality. It's well played. Jones, last devil's advocate. Chicago is and always will be a football town. The Bears will always be the most popular team in Chicago. That that statement would have been factual um, had, well, frankly, had the Chicago Fire not rebranded and are now called a different name, Chicago Fire, Chicago FC. Chicago FC is um, on the climb, and while football, uh, in the way that we Americans think of it, may be the dominant sport, soon enough, soon enough, Chicago will switch to a different type of football. Um, so is your statement really uh, incorrect? In Not necessarily. It depends on where you put the accent mark. You put it over the U and remove the O's <laughs> and 
replace the A with an O at the in the back and only one L. I think I'm following. Yeah, you're keeping score at home. Football, then yeah, then that might be true. But until then, sorry, Devin Hester, you might have to hop in another town. That wasn't good. I'm sorry, Devin Hester. I love you. <laughs> well, that brings us to a close for me and the technicality boys over here. But this has been a lovely episode. Enjoyed following the Premier League with both of you all season. And there's obviously much more soccer out there with Champions League coming up and MLS's Cup, MLS's back tournament, and Premier League coming back kind of soon. So yeah. plenty hey. to, to think about and watch. One last thing, Eli. I think we should give a shout-out, a congratulatory shout-out to the Houston Dash who have finished the Challenge Cup victors. They have beat Chicago Red Stars 2-0. Congratulations to the Houston Dash for winning the the NWSL Challenge Cup. Well done. I'm not going to be that guy, but I did pick them to win the whole thing at the beginning. That makes you that guy. You didn't yeah, pick them. I, no, I definitely <laughs> don't want to be that guy who didn't pick them, but I did, so I'm that guy. The good news is we'll have some actual experts who have been fans both for a long time of the NWSL and have been very involved in this tournament, potentially speaking with us on the pod sometime soon. So keep a lookout for that. And until then, we appreciate you. We love you. Have a nice week. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. See you then. You don't have a pantry. You don't need a pantry. You don't need a new fridge. You just got all this tile work on the wall of deli meat. And you rip one off and make a sandwich for the boys when they come back from playing a good old soccer game. Jimmy's mom!